Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. We're going to take a look at today the Hebrew words for praise. And uh, I, don't, I don't want to jump into this as the, the idea or attitude that this is a formula. Um, but, but I want to, you know, in Scripture, there, there are a lot of times in our English language where praise, uh, Hebrew words are interpreted praise, but there's different meanings. And so today we've kind of been experiencing some of those, and I, I want to talk about them, what they look like, and begin to explain them. You know, I, let me pick up, though, from last week as we were talking about bringing the ark of the presence of God back. There's a few things that I just want to note that they didn't do right. And uh, there, were, there were five things. As, as we're believing God for an awakening in this region and, and God's moving in our church, I think these five things are worth, worth pointing out. We talked about bringing back the order of God in worship and what that looks like, what's godly order look like, what does godly worship look like, what does a, a tabernacle of his presence look like. Remember, there, there, are four, there are four tabernacles in Scripture that are talked about. Some of you might be saying, well, I thought there was three. There's four, and I, I want to talk about those. The one we see was Moses' tabernacle, right? Moses in the wilderness. And then you have the Davidic tabernacle, David's tabernacle. And then Jesus, this is, maybe this is the one that you might be, didn't think of as a tabernacle, but the Bible says that, that Jesus, his name was Emmanuel, God with us, that Jesus came and tabernacled, God came and tabernacled amongst us. So he was, he was the fulfillment of all those tabernacles. And then there's the restoration in Acts 15. Remember that uh, Paul was out ministering and the Gentiles were receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And there was, the, the Bible says that there was not a small uh, conversation or quiet conversation about this. It was quite the debate about the Gentiles receiving salvation and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And so Paul and Barnabas tell them all that's happening. And in Acts 15, James stands up and he prophesies. We read this uh, over the past couple of weeks, and I'll just recap. But he stands up and he prophesies from Amos chapter 9 and says, in the last days in this day, I will rebuild, I am restoring, I am rebuilding the tabernacle of David. So there is a restoration of the tabernacle of David that is happening in the church today, it's been happening since, uh, since the ministry of the New Testament in Acts, and it continues. It's a, it's a prophecy concerning us. That prophecy that James gave, you know, we often think of, you know, we look at Peter's prophecy in Acts 2, and we say, oh, well, that was the only prophecy of Scripture in Acts. No, there's another one. And, and James, the half-brother of Jesus, was the one who gave it, and he quoted from Amos 9, saying the, talking about the rebuilding of the tabernacle, and it was concerning the ministry to the Gentiles. How many of you in here are Gentile? Every one of you should raise your hand unless you have a Jewish background. All of us are Gentile people, and we are here as a result of that ministry and that prophetic word that was given. It's being fulfilled in us. And so it's, it's still being fulfilled. It's still being, uh, uh, the prophecy is still being fulfilled in us today. And so I want to take a look at this Davidic tabernacle and the Hebrew words that, that were in the, in the vocab of that day. What did it mean when they said to praise the Lord? What did that mean? And when we talk about praising and having a, a house of worship, what does that mean? So we're going to take a look at Psalms 145. But let me give you those five things before I forget. The five things that they didn't do when they brought back the ark that we need to be careful of in our day. One was that David had not prepared a place. When, when Cousin Uzzah got fried on the highway, there, there was one thing that David had not yet done. He didn't prepare a place for the ark in Jerusalem. You know, when he got back with the ark, what was he going to do with the ark? What, what was the plan? It wasn't until after Cousin Uzzah died that he realized we need to have a place prepared for the ark. And so he prepared, prepared a place. The second thing that they didn't do on the first journey was they didn't sanctify or the worship leaders weren't sanctified. 
Those that were leading the way, they didn't, they didn't anoint and appoint. Remember, they didn't anoint and appoint Jaduth and Asaph and uh, the other guy. I can't think of his name. They didn't, all these Bible names. They didn't appoint and anoint them till later. Heman. Thank you. I was going to get there. I was thinking in my brain. Had, thank you, Holy Ghost. Had to anoint and appoint them. And then the priests weren't sanctified. Remember, now how come you do that when, when we talk about the priests, but the worship leaders are just an important. <laughs> you know, I, let, me, let me just tell you, you know why you say, oh, when we talk about the priests and not the worship leaders? Because you're a worship leader. Amen. That was the principle of the Davidic temple is that everyone in the house was a worshiper. We want, we want whoever's behind the pulpit to be sanctified. Oh, but Jesus, don't tell us we got to live holy. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who that? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Not just about the man behind the pulpit. Or the woman who's leading worship. Hallelujah. I'm just preaching the Bible. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> then they, what'd they do? They, they loaded up that ark on a new cart. You can't carry the ark on a new cart. You have to do it God's way, on the shoulders of humanity. And then in Uzzah, his name meant strength. In the arm of the flesh, he reached out and tried to stabilize the ark. The arm of the flesh cannot cannot support the presence of the Lord. Our works of our own strength cannot sustain or lift up the presence of the Lord. So those five things, we need to make sure that we are living holy, we're sanctifying ourselves, that we have prepared this house to be a place of His presence, that we've prepared this house to be a place of His presence. Y'all understand, uh, the, the house, His church, uh, His body, the corporate body, but also the, the personal, the individual house prepared. And, and we've got to do it God's way, in God's order, and we can't do it in the works of the flesh. Remember, you know, they had the musicians going out the first time, and the mu- it had never been better. The music sounded great. It had never been better, but it didn't work. It didn't work because they didn't do it God's way. So you can, you can look good, have the performance down. And this is a mentality in the church today. We can, we can get the performance just right that it, the performance itself will move people's emotions. But it doesn't mean that it's God. It doesn't mean that it's carrying his anointing. Amen. Good preaching, Pastor. Okay. So Psalms 145, we'll pick up here and we'll see how far we get. But this, today's message is going to be a show and tell message. So when I talk about these words, we're going to, do, we're going to practice, we're going to participate, we're going to practice these words together. Amen. So we're not just going to talk about it, we're going to practice. That's why I asked the worship team to stay, because we're going to practice today. We're going to practice our praise. Is that okay? Can we practice our praise Praise is perfected in his children. His praise is perfected in his children. So we're going to perfect. We're going to praise him a little bit more today. Psalms 145 says, I will extol you, O my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. Verse 4. One generation shall praise, everybody say praise, Praise. your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Now skip on down to verse 10. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. Your kingdom, verse 12, is everlasting. Your dominion endures forever. Verse 21 says, My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh shall bless his holy name. This this psalm, the reason I chose this particular psalm is that it actually contains most of the words 
that we're going to talk about today. So, and I want you to understand as we talk about these words that translate into our English language, language praise, or, or uh, most of them translate praise, but occasionally you'll see them as thanks or bless. But generally speaking, the words we're going to share today translate into praise. But there are different kinds of praise. There's different types of praise, and that's what we're going to look at today. So in Acts chapter one or Acts one forty Psalms one forty five verse one, I'm going to get it out. I will bless your name forever. Is the word Barak? It's the Hebrew word Barak, and what it means to Barak means to kneel down in adoration, having a deep love and respect. So you you. You worship, you have this deep love and respect, and so you demonstrate this by kneeling down to give honor in public esteem. You're giving honor publicly to the king. Isn't that what David's saying here? Is that I will extol you, O God, my king. I am kneeling down before my king. He's, there's, a, there's a comparison that's happening here. O God, you are extolled. You are lifted up. We set you high and above, and we bow ourselves before you. In other words, king, you take the throne. You take the glory. You take the honor. We give you the highest praise. You are the king. King of kings and the Lord of lords, and I will bow before you. I'll bow myself before you. It's used 289 times in Scripture, and it's talking about this, this genuineness of, of worship, that I've got to, what did John the Baptist say? I've got to decrease that he might increase. We see it again in Psalms 95, 6. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker. Psalms 34, 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will kneel before him at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Every day I will bless you. Every day. Isn't that what he was saying? At all times. Verse 2. Every day I will bless you. I will barak. I will bow before you. So I'm a, here's, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. This is, this is actually the, one of the few worship or the praise words that can be done without music. Most of them were intertwined with music. And, and, and I'm going to ask that maybe we can do some little music. I'm going to ask you to get, get out of your seat or if you're capable, we're going to kneel together and practice it. If you can't kneel, just sit there in your seat. But, but if you're able to, I just want you to get out of your seat. Come on, get out of your seat and let's kneel. We're gonna, I said we're going to practice our, our praise today. We're going to practice our praise. We're going to be increased in our praise today. So in your seat or in the aisle, wherever you're comfortable, just begin to sing out. We kneel before you, Lord. We kneel before you, but we barak. We kneel, and Lord, we worship you. Lord, you're our King and our God. We sing out our praise before you, Lord. Oh, God, my King, King of kings and Lord of lords. Holy, 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 Lord, we join with the angels and the elders around the throne. And we sing holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, the King of all the earth. You rule, you reign in majesty and power, Lord. You're ruling all things by the word of your power. You're ruling and controlling all things, the sovereign King. Oh, you're the sovereign King, Lord, I worship you. We join together and kneel before you, Lord. Every day I will praise you. Every day I will bless you. Every day in all things. In all things I will bless the Lord. In all things I will bless the Lord. In all things I will bless the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now, you're welcome to stay where you're just get comfortable because we're going through seven of these things. It says in verse two, I will praise your name forever. I will praise your name forever. That word praise there, same word praise in our English language, but in Hebrew, it's the word halal. 
It's the same word that we get hallelujah from. Now this word halal means to rave and to celebrate foolishly, extremely demonstrative. It means to be loud. It means to bring your physical being into alignment with it. It is, it is absolutely passion-driven praise. It's not a self-conscious praise. It's consumed praise by passion. Now, I want you to think about this. They were in, when David and his, and his worshipers were leading, they were in Barak. I want you to think about what it would look like to move from Barak to thousands of people going into Halal. I want you to Barak and then Halal is what he was saying. I want you to Halal, praise, uh, I will Halal your name forever. I will, I will passionately, demonstratively praise your name forever. Now there's another, there's another there's a type of praise that's associated with halal, and it's called Shaginoth. You, you may have heard, some of you who are in my Bethesda class have heard this word, Shaginoth, or Shagayan. And it's, the word, it's a type of praise that is full of exuberance. It's a, when you see it in, in, in Habakkuk, you'll see it in, in, in Habakkuk's prayers. You'll see it in Psalms. It's the Shaginoth kind of praise. And what it means is a drunken. It's a, it literally is like a bar drunken song. It is so passionate and consumed by God that it, someone looking on the outside would think you were a drunken mess. That's, what it, that's literally what it was in the Hebrew. That's what, remember in Acts chapter 2, they, these men are drunk. Look at them. This is a drunken mess. Shaginoth. It's a drunken song. And that's, that's oop, there's a thing there. I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs> Shagayan. Shagayan song. Psalms 150. Uh, let me, hang on guys, you're, you're, I'm going to, you're going to move, they're moving me here, I'm just going to keep moving right along. Psalms 150, this is halal, this is a pray, this is a psalm of halal, halal the Lord. Okay, so it keeps saying praise him, but it's, it's the Hebrew word halal. Halal the Lord, halal God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him in the, in other words, praise him in the mighty heavens. Halal him. Praise him for his mighty acts. Halal him. Dance and, and rejoice and celebrate foolishly to radiate and to shine foolishly. Praise him in his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. And that, that means in proportion to his abundant majesty. Praise him. Praise Praise him according to his abundant majesty. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. That literally means to blast the shofar for the battle cry. It's a, it's a long blast, a, 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 a low-toned blast to prepare for the battle, to, to announce a battle cry, to praise him with the lute and the harp, the neville and the kinner, when the Hebrew... Uh, in the Hebrew, it's the harp, to three-string or ten-string harp. Praise him with the tambourine. This, you know, y'all have seen those tambourines that have the hide over the top of them. You know, the the jingles, round disc jingles, and the hide over the top. We have those today. That's the Hebrew tambourine, and they would they would get that thing going. I wish. Do we have? I wish we had one of those things. I could. We might show you. <laughs> Praise. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen her move that fast. Tambourine. <laughs> I don't think she was running in the spirit either. I think that she wasn't. I think she's going to get something. Okay. Praise him. Halal him with the stringed instruments and the flute. See? Yep. This is sort of like that. It had only, instead of this plastic thing, it had a, had a hide over it. And you, you could take that hide and lick your finger and just go, and it would just rattle. You just hear that thing. It was, what's that? Yeah, I don't know that would work. They just get that thing going. Here you go. Somebody have, we're going to halal here in a second. And they praise him with the stringed instruments and the flutes. That flute in the Hebrew is the reed pipe. Praise him with the loud cymbals. These are the high cymbals. Praise him with the high cymbals. 
Praise him with, praise him with the high symbols. Halal him. That's crazy praise. Yeah, that's not crazy praise. You're going to, you're going <laughs> to. Okay. Now the low symbols. So they have the low symbols and the high symbols going. And then it says, let everything that has breath praise him. Halal him. Let everything that has breath halal him. Now, I'm going to ask you to stand. Again, we're going to practice. Now, some of you are thinking, I have never, I have never foolish, I'm not foolishly praising the Lord. Well, today's the day. <laughs> I realize there's a starting place for everybody. You remember that first time you lifted your hands and praise? And, that, and then it just, it kind of moved, it's progressing. Your, perf- your praise is being perfected. So we're going <laughs> to halal the Lord today. Can we do that? Let's halal him, worship team. need an exercise program. (laughs) Maybe you do. But anyway, the point is, when David said, I'll halal him in his sanctuary, he says, I've seen your power in your sanctuary. Remember, David said, I've seen you in your sanctuary. I'll halal you. I'll wildly dance and worship and praise before you. When I, don't stop. When I consider you in your sanctuary, we ain't done yet. I'm just giving a word of encouragement here. He says, when I consider you in your mighty heavens, when I see the planets and the stars and the sun and the moon and the clouds, when I see all of create, you know, the, the new agers get this. They've just turned their worship, they've directed it at an object instead of the creator. But they understand the creator. So why don't we just redirect our worship and instead of it being misdirected see him in the beauty of his creation see him in the squirrel that hops by your window see him in the deer see him in the clouds lord you're the creator the mighty heavens lord the expanse of the universe declares your glory i'm gonna halal you i'm gonna praise you and and worship you wildly for that praise him for his mighty acts has he acted on your behalf lately I'm going to halal you for your mighty acts. I'm going to halal you in proportion to your majesty. He's the absolute sovereign, King of kings and Lord of lords. I can't. There's there's not a halal big enough.
I gotta keep teaching, so come with me. I gotta keep 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 keep, keep, keep teaching. <laughs> now that's halal. Some of you think uh, you've lost your mind. I have. I have. You gotta get out of your head. You can sit if you can. You can sit if you can. You, you got to get out of your head. This is not a self-conscious praise to Halal. Do you, do you know that Psalms, most of Psalms, when it says praise, is using the word Halal? That most of our worship is Halal. Most of our worship and our praise is in the place of Halal. Think about that. And we like our... Thou art worthy. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but if you get into Scripture and you really read your Bible and dig in behind the scenes of what's really happening here, you'll see that it's totally different than how we interpret today. Man's order, we talked about that last week, man's order is completely different than God's order. Verse 4. One generation shall praise your works to another. This is interesting. It's the word Shabbat. So it means to shout praise, that you can literally shout your praise into the next generation. Let me, let me ask you, what are you giving to the next generation? What are you pouring into the next generation? Are you shouting your praise into the next generation? He says you can shout your praise. Psalms 171 says, praise the Lord, all you nations, extol him or shout to God, all your peoples. This is, this is different than the Ruah. This isn't the battle cry shout. This is a joyful shout of praise. Psalms 147.12 says, praise the Lord, O Jerusalem, praise your God, O Zion. It's a shout of joyful praise. So can we just, can we do that? Can we give, can, can I get the high symbols and some, just give me the high. By the way, I think I said this earlier, but, but the, 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 low, the low tones, scientifically, the low tones affect your cardiovascular system. That's the, the fear. We talked about that. The enemy would have fear when they heard the anointed low tones. The higher tones, the reason that the scripture, David, uh, there, there is, I'll tell you, God has got this all worked out. He's, he is, every detail has got worship perfected. The higher tone, yeah, do that again. The higher tones affect your nervous system. It's affecting your joy. So when they, would, when they would have the higher sounds, the higher tones, the higher tones were used in the, in the settings of joy. When they were talking about being full of the joy of the Lord or he fills my mouth with joy. All of those scriptures that we love were accompanied by, David would, would write the psalm and send it over to Kenaniah, his, his music leader, and say, hey, I want you to put all the the music to this, and when he would do that, they would say it's a joyful sound, it's a high sound, and then the musicians and the singers would come together, and the people would come together and take what David had, had written in worship and sing it before the Lord. Seven times a day, David was worshiping, and he would take this, and his personal worship would become the, the corporate worship, it would overflow in corporate. So we're going to Shout with a joyful shout of praise. Are you ready? Come on, give me something here. Just to, just to sustain, just sustain me here. Just give me a high note. Just sustain. Just give me a high sustained. Whatever. There we go. Sustain that. High, 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 high. Okay. They're gonna keep that going. All of you, I want you to lift your voice in a shout of joy. There it is. Shout of joyful praise. Hallelujah.
Now, this, we're talking God's order of praise. Do you notice the atmosphere change that happened when you Shabbat? The intensity of his presence that moves. When, when you have that, when you understand the principle, you're carrying, your sound is carrying, your worship, your sound is carrying the presence of the Lord. And so just like, you know, you go to a, a, a musical setting or you listen to an orchestra and they carry, there's a sound that carries a rhythm and a tone and a feel to it. In worship, you're, you're, it's not just a rhythm and a sound. That's, that's happening, you're carrying, your worship is carrying the presence of the Lord. And so it's not just empty words. And so if you can understand what Scripture is talking about when it comes to praise, you're intentional about what you're releasing. Hey, you know, if you want to kill an elephant, you don't go take uh, rat poisoning out, right? So if, if you, yeah, you get the big guns out for the elephant, right? I'm not advocating killing elephants, by the way. But if you, you got to know, you got to know what you are, what your target is. And so if you're worshiping with an intention of joyful praise, then you release the joyful shout, that Shabbat, that carries the presence of the Lord for that joyful moment. You need joy? You might be depressed. Lift up a joyful shout. Let your Shabbat come out. You may not feel like it. Just let it go. You may feel stuck, uh, you know, in a prison. Get your halal on. Just begin to halal him in the prison. Just begin to praise him in the prison and see what happens. Amen. So that's, that's Shabbat. The next one's Yada, verse 10. It says, all your works shall yada you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. The word yada, Y-A-D-A-H, it means to declare, to confess, or to throw up your hands, to lift up your hands. It's a, it's a forceful, exuberant again. Notice that these words all have a physical action with what's happening. This is a physical declaring and lifting up your hands, yada, praise the Lord, yada, the Lord. Your works shall declare and lift up their hands to you. How many of you, uh, you know, if we were to say, God, would you share your testimony with me? If we were to ask the Lord, show me your testimony, you know what God would do? He'd come down here and he'd, he'd go back there to John and he'd find John and lift John up and say, here's my testimony. Here's a, this, is, this is the story of redemption power. This is the story of saving grace. He'd, he'd walk back there to Kristen or to Mike and he'd grab you up and say, this is, this is my story. So all of us are the works of the Lord, lifting up our hands, declaring the works, declaring our praise to him. Let me give you some, some, some more scripture for this. The first time it was used was in Genesis 29, 35, when Leah had, had Judah. She conceived again and bore a son, and I will praise the Lord. I will, I will yada the Lord. I will lift up my hands and declare his works. And I've named him Judah. Judah meaning praise. <laughs> when, when praise gets birthed on the inside of you, it, it perpetuates a praise. It, there's something that has to come out. There's a release that has to happen. Judah, praise is being born on the inside of you, and it, there's an expression that has to happen, a physical expression. I will declare your works. Psalms, well, let's go six, Psalm 63. Psalm 63. Y'all still out there? Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you. That word, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise. I will shabak you. There's that word again. I will, I will lift up a joyful shout to you. So I will bless you. I will barak. I will bow before you as long as I live. In your name, I will yada. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise, will halal you with joyful lips. This, this isn't, thy loving kindness is better than life. No, that's not, that's not at all what this, 
This is a noisy praise. This is a loud praise. It's halaling. It's shabaking. It's, it's bowing. It's getting crazy before the Lord and dancing before him. It's, it's lifting up your hands. I will bless you. You know, God, you are my, my soul thirst. This isn't a, this is, I'm hungry. I'm desperate for you. My flesh longs for you as, a, as if I was in a dry and thirsty land. There is no, there, there, there's no, let's be nice and polite about this. I'm dying without you, Lord. I need you, Jesus. There's, there's no polite way to make this halal look, look sane and dignified. I'm thirsty. I'm like a deer running after the water. I'm, I'm in need of you, Jesus. So I'll lift up my hands and praise your name. Let them thank the Lord. Let them, Psalms 107, let them thank, let them yada the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Yada, yada. We lift up our hands. Can we just do that this morning? I, I lift up my hands. I lift up my hands. I, th- I throw up. I throw up and declare. I throw up my hands and I declare the goodness of the Lord. Come on, let's do it. I declare, God, that you're mighty in all your works. I declare, Lord, that you're good in all your ways. I declare, God, that your mighty acts are, are acts of valor and strength and might. You're enthroned on a throne of righteousness and justice. Lord, I worship you. I throw up my hands and halal and yada, Lord, the majesty of your name, the King and the Lord, glorious in all your ways, holy in splendor and righteousness. Justice goes before you. Mercy is dripping from your ways. Goodness and fatness abound in your house, O God. Thank you, Lord, for the abundance of your blessing. Thank you for the abundance of your house. I bless you, Lord. I lift up my hands in your name, Jesus. I lift up my hands in your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's yada. (laughs) We'll keep going. Psalms 145, we'll jump back there. (laughs) Verse 21, my mouth shall speak the praise. Another word, praise, it's tehillah. There's a type of prayer called tefillah. This this is a worship called tehillah. It it comes from the word halal, so it carries the same undignified, crazy worship connotation as halal, but what it means to, it takes it deeper. It means spontaneous songs of the Spirit or to sing hymns. It means that to be caught up, it means to be caught up in crazy, undignified, raving worship, singing hymns and accompanied by music. Now, let me, spiritual song. When's the last time that you sang a hymn with crazy dancing and worship before the Lord. Now, this is spiritual song, so we're going to, I want you to stand up. If you're able to stand, we're going to put this into practice here in a second. Get, get yourself ready. And while you're doing that, Psalms 22.3. This is, Psalms 22, by the way, was a messianic prophecy. This is Psalms 22. In the middle of talking about Jesus' death, crucifixion, he says this, Psalms 22.3. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises, the tehillah. You're enthroned on the praises, the tehillah of your people. Can I point out something? This is the only place it says where God is enthroned on a particular type of praise. Tehillah is the only word that's used with praise that God says he's enthroned on. That he's actually, we know that he's enthroned on his praises, but there's something special about the Tehillah praise. It's that spontaneous uh, worship accompanied by music with with a ravenous uh, unencumbered, not self-conscious dancing and worshiping before the Lord. He's inhabiting that praise. Isaiah 61, you're familiar with this one too, I'm sure. To grant those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the gar- well, don't be Mormons either. <laughs> instead of mourning, the gar- 
the garment of praise. <laughs> the garment of praise. Tehillah, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. He wants to give you a spontaneous praise in your dark place. He wants to give you the garment of Tehillah instead of a faint spirit where you feel weak and... Halal requires you to have some strength, right? If you're going to halal and get crazy, it requires a little bit of strength. But he's saying he will give you the garment. He's going to clothe you with tehillah when you don't even have the ability to tehillah. He's going to, when you don't even feel the strength to tehillah, he's going to give you the tehillah. (laughs) He's going to give you the praise instead of a faint spirit. Psalm uh, 100, verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with tehillah, his courts with praise. So let's do that this morning. Let's, we're going to go for it, y'all. We're going to praise him. got two more. I got to give them to you. I don't, I can't, I can't let you leave without the other two. This is going to change. Hey, you know, there's seven of these things. And David said, seven times a day, I'll praise you. For those of you that don't put that together, seven times, you know, set, set your phone, you know, all you smartphone users, set an alarm on your phone, a reminder, seven times a day and put it into practice one of these phrases, one of these, one of these Hebrew words, seven times a day. You can just, if you're at work, excuse me, I gotta take a praise break. <laughs> Going to bed, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tequila before I go to sleep. I didn't say you gotta get a tequila, all you those that didn't miss here. I said you gotta tequila. You're going to praise. You don't need your alcohol to go to sleep no more. You just get your tequila. Get, pull out your tequila. <laughs> Seven times a day. I'll give you eight if you want the eighth. There's, there's, there's a word it's not, we don't cover it in praise. But, but David talked about it. He said, you give me songs in the night. While I sleep, you give me songs of the night. Number eight, while you sleep, he'll give you songs. You'll sing songs while you sleep. He'll give you a song to carry you through your day. Yep, yep, yep. So, so number six is Zamar. Now, Mike will like this one. Zamar, yeah. So Zamar means to, Zamar literally means to pluck the strings of, of the, of, yep, to pluck, only with your fingers, not a pluck. So it, it's, it's even intentional. Yeah, you got it. It's even intentional about how it was done. And you could not use a plectrum. You had to use your fingers. The, the, the Neville and the Kenner would have been what they were referencing there. They, they, had, they were strings made out of gut, gut strings. Now this is interesting. They didn't waste anything of the sacrifice. They would use the, the entire animal. And they would use make praise instruments and everything. This is they the, the 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 Jewish folks were so in David's tabernacle they were so specific on how they praised and their instruments and what happened. They even had instruction for if you were to break a string while you were playing that so worship would not be inhibited. 
that it could be perpetual how to fix the string without it, because you're dealing with gut strings. If you tie a knot in a gut string, you don't get the same vibration and the same sound. So if you're looking for the particular sound, this is how you got to do it in the middle of worship, how you would adjust your playing to accommodate that broken string so that worship's not inhibited. Same thing on the cymbal. They had, they had a particular cymbal that, that actually moved from David's tabernacle into the Solomon's temple because it was so special. If you broke a cymbal, there was a particular sound and a broken cymbal, if repaired incorrectly, would inhibit the high sound that they were looking for in praise. It was that specific, that ordered of worship that it would, that it would perpetuate. It would be continual sound 24-7 in David's tabernacle. 24-7 praise. And all of these musicians, instruments, everybody would continue on in these these different types of praise. So zamar, it means to have the plucking of the strings with worship or with a with the singing. So they would they would pluck the strings and sing. The 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 picture here that is implied is is the is a minstrel. If you think about the the, the minstrels that would go around playing the Neville or the Kennel and the Kenner, they would sing and 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 the singers would sing with them and the dancers would come dancing and and it has that connotation to the Hebrew word that they would, the, the, the guitar in our case, or the harpist, or the, the kinner, the neville, they would play and sing. The people would follow and sing, and the whole place would be turned. Wherever they walked, the whole place, wherever they were walking, you follow, wherever they were going, was turned into a place of worship. Wherever they went became a place of praise. They were just plucking away and singing and dancing before the Lord. And, and it, was a tra- it was a traveling praise. Now, I grew up in a church where we did traveling praise. Maybe, you, maybe you've heard of this term. It's, a, it's an old term. We don't, you don't ever see this anymore. But Jericho marches. The point of the Jericho march was what? It was a traveling praise. It was just a, it, they would turn the whole place into a traveling. And that's kind of the concept here is that it was a traveling praise. If people would march around. There's a particular person I'm thinking of right now. That this is kind of his ministry. He'll start playing and everybody starts traveling in praise. It's his, you know, call him the Pied Piper on the violin. It's, it's just the type of ministry that he has. You don't see it very often these days because everything is stage focused. Now, I want you to understand this. This powerful point is that worship was never about what was on a stage. Can I say that again? This concept of Zamar has nothing to do with a stage. And there's a point in that is that worship is a congregational. It's not entertaining. It's congregational. And so Zamar, specifically, the Hebrew word Zamar is pointing out that it, it's traveling. It has nothing to do with performers and artists, but it's everything. It's the house, the, the sanctuary. Wherever we go is worship. Wherever we go is praise. We're praising. So, so we're going to Zamar. We're going to Zamar. So can we, can we pluck the plucker there? And um, I want you to stand. We're going to Zamar. If you're able to, I realize that not everyone is physically able to, and that's okay. But if you're able, I want us just to encircle the building. I want us to, you know, we don't have a wireless setup here. Otherwise, we'd do it wirelessly. But I want us to just Zamar. So just, can we just circle around the building? Let's, maybe we can all go in the same direction. Zamar. Turn the place into worship. Sing out your song. You're declaring as you worship. You're declaring as you worship the goodness of the Lord. Sing out your song. 
maybe it's just song in tongues, maybe it's just a spiritual song, and there's no specific direction, it's just that you're singing out praise. I sing out my song to the Lord, I sing out my praise to the Lord, my mouth is full of praise to the Lord, my song I sing to the Lord, He's holy, He's worthy, He's righteous in all His ways, I sing my song, I praise you Lord, with the song of the dead. I sing of righteousness, Lord. I sing a song. I sing a song. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Everywhere I go, I'll praise you, Lord. Everywhere my feet go, I will workplace. At home I'll praise you, Lord. I sing out my song. See, worship is fun. Praising the Lord is a joyful noise. Number seven. Number seven, we find in Psalms 42. The seventh word we find in Psalms 42, in verse four. Actually, we'll just start with verse one. It says, as the deer pants for the water brooks. Sound familiar? We talked about that earlier. So pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go with the multitude, and I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise. Tauda, Tauda with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. So what happens? He remembers his praise and it stirs up hope. Have you ever been in a situation where you have to just remember your praise? It's hard to even worship. But you remembered your praise. You remember when God met you. You remember his goodness. Lord, I remembered your praise. I tell I, I go back, I go back to my praise, and hope is stirred up on the inside of me. Why are you downcast on my soul? Remember your Tauda. Remember, it's a Tauda. It's, it's from the word Yada, which we read earlier about. It means to lift up your hands. Remember Yada, to throw out, lift up your hands and declare. But, but this one's a little different. It means to throw up your hands, but declare a sacrificial praise. It's a sacrificial thanksgiving. It actually translates in, in English a lot, thanksgiving. It's a sacrificial thanksgiving. It means to throw up your hands and thank God for the harvest you've yet to see. It, it means to throw up your hands and thank God for what you've yet to... Do you know that your praise sets the atmosphere for you to receive the breakthrough the Lord has intended for you? you know, think about, yeah, think about Paul in that prison. Think about his praise set the atmosphere for a breakthrough. You just got to begin to throw up your hands and say, I'm going to praise you in spite of how I feel or what's happening in my life. David said, why are you downcast on my soul? I remember when I threw up my hands. I remember when I waited expectantly for him. I worshiped him and I declared his greatness. And I remember how he met me. I remember how he came to my rescue. I remember how he provided for me in those caves. I remember how he dealt with Saul. I remember how he handled all of my issues. I, I praise you, God. I praise you in spite of how I feel. I praise you in spite. Yeah. 
Woo! I throw up my hands and I I praise you. I thank you, Lord, for the harvest is on the way. I thank you, Jesus, that the blessing is on the way, that you do provide, that you do care for your people, that you, Lord, never have I seen the righteous forsaken or your seed beg for bread. Lord, I've seen your hand and I've seen your mercy. I've tasted of your power in your sanctuary. Lord, I've seen you. One thing I've desired and that will I seek after, that I might dwell in your house all the days of my life. Tauda, Lord, I praise you and I thank you that every day of my life is ordered and ordained. My steps are directed of the Lord, that I am dwelling, that I am living in the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's Tauda, Halal. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll stir up hope on the inside of you. Thanking Him for the harvest that's yet to come. Thanking Him for the things yet to come. This was, this word Tauda was often used with choreographed dancing. They would have, well, at the same time that the, the and I want you to think about this. I was thinking about this this morning. Sometimes we rely, we think we've got to sing and say everything that whoever's on the stage is singing and doing. There, there, is, there is a place for that, absolutely. But there are times in worship where it becomes a spontaneous response to what's happening on the stage. There might be a shout at the same time they're singing. There might be intercession at the same. These two were not opposed in, in the D- Davidic temple, in the Davidic tabernacle. There was praise and there was intercession. All of it was happening at the same time. And so sometimes there, there is worship and praise that's happening by the leaders, and then then the congregation is is responding with shouts or intercession. And you know, so it's a not always, but there is a time and a place. That's all part of these what we're learning. So there, there were times where there was choreographed dancing. And the, and the choreographed dancing, they would have dancers who were a part of the worship. You would have the singers, the musicians. You would have the people interceding and worshiping, the congregation, the, the city, the community. And then there was dancing. And they, can you imagine the, the choreographed dancing to the songs that were being sung and the atmosphere that was being set? As, as there was not only a, a song being sung and a sound that was being carried through, through the instrument and, and the voice of the people, but it was expressed in a dance at the same time. Yeah. Now, we, we miss this a lot because, uh, let's just be frank, in, in, our, in our background, in our society, we've, we've allowed the enemy and commercialization of the sound of the song rob us of our worship. We allow, we have allowed the, the commercialization of music. Well, there, there are a, a whole number of people. We can just go buy their, you know, buy them on iTunes or get their CD, which is almost obsolete these days. But, you know, on iTunes, whatever, maybe you still have cassette tapes, eight tracks. I don't know. You just, whatever you do, you know, let's just go get it and plug it in. And we allow the enemy to take and rob us of our song. But you have a song. We've, al- we've allowed comparing ourselves to, well, I don't sound as good as that person. That has, n- has never entered the, the talk about worship. How you sound and the quality of your voice was never discussed in any of, of Psalms. Seven times a day, David. You just sing out your song. You know, I'll, I'll get on more of that in the coming weeks. I, I want to talk about the restoration of your song. And I'll get on that in the coming weeks. But, but choreographed. The power of your song. Begin to praise him and thank him. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalms 57. Let's go there. Psalms 57, 8. And I'll wrap up. Psalms 57, 8. I thought this was pretty powerful. Psalms 57, 8, 9. Awake my glory. Awake lute and harp. I will What? I will what? I will awaken the I will awaken the dawn. David is saying here, I will I'm going to grab and, and, and this is this is interesting. This is David, he is running from Saul. He is in he is in a place of running from Saul. 
And this is the song that he began to sing. He's in the cave, and he begins to sing, I will awaken the dawn. I'm going to grab my, my harp. I'm going to grab my, my ten-string harp or three-string harp, and I'm going to awaken the dawn. There is a, there's a scientific term for this. It's called sonic bloom. I don't know if anybody's heard of this, but, but basically it is scientific that the sound of the birds singing before dawn actually causes the, the flowers and, and plant life to open up and receive nutrients from the air. And so there are, there are farmers, it's, a, it's called sonic bloom fertilization, that they will play the tunes, the tones and sounds of birds in their fields to, in the morning before dawn to cause the plants to open up and receive nutrients. The reason that, that they do this is because we don't have the bird life that we used to. I've never, I, I never even knew that that was a problem. But, but there, is, there is a legitimate scientific thing, a sonic bloom that causes plants to open up and receive nutrients. Your sound, in other words, what David is saying here is that as I awaken the dawn, I am singing out a song that causes creation to even respond itself. Creation itself will respond to the presence of the Lord. As I begin to sing out my song, I will awaken the dawn creation itself. I am leading creation in worship. I want you to think about that. Have you ever, you know, sometime you ought to just go out at night or in the morning or whenever and just lead creation in worship and see what happens. Now, I'll tell you a story. I know I said I was wrapping up. I'll wrap up with a story. I'll tell you a story, and you might think I'm crazy. If you don't already think I'm crazy after today. I'm just teaching Bible, but, but I'll just tell you a story. I went out, there was, I was on a men's retreat, and I went out with uh, one of my friends who's a worship leader, and we went out in the middle of, of a field uh, or in a forest area, and there was a clearing out in the woods, and we went out with the intention, we're just going to worship. We're just going out in the middle of the, the woods to worship. It was in the middle of the night, and we began to worship, and as we led creation in worship, we were just singing, it was a song about creation, God the creator, I forget what it was, it was a common song, I can't think of it right now, but anyway, we were singing, uh, God of wonders, thank you, how'd you know what I was talking about? God of wonders, (laughs) we were singing God of wonders, beyond our galaxy, and as we began to sing, I kid you not, those lightning bugs joined with us in song. They started blinking in the rhythm of our, of our song. And the trees, the wind started blowing. And it was, it was absolutely dark. But creation joined with us in song. You say, you were seeing things. I promise you I wasn't. I watched those lightning bugs begin to blink with us and worship the Lord and the, and the trees and the wind and, and the glory. I remember the glory of the Lord coming in in that clearing so thick I couldn't even see my friend who was standing right in front of me. It was the, the presence of the Lord come, came down in that clearing. And, and it was, I, I don't know if it was fog and creation was, was worshiping with us by the response of fog, or if it literally was a cloud of his presence, but it was thick enough I couldn't see his face right in front of me. But that's leading creation and worship. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. You, you have a sound... You have a song on the inside of you. God, is, God is, is speaking to you to start to release your sound. It's time to lead creation and worship. It's time to just begin to throw up your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. I set the atmosphere with my praise for things to come. Lord, I don't see it. I, I tangibly can't see it right now, but Lord, I'm going to praise you anyway. I'm going to praise you and rejoice in it anyway and see the blessing of the Lord come. Amen? Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand with me this morning? We've been up, down, around, and we have worshiped. We have praised the Lord. We've had church today. Now, I, I want you to think about, if you came, if you live this out every day, you live these principles of praise out, and you came to church ready to praise the Lord, what that would look like, what that would look like, what that would look like, not just in our church, 
but how that would impact a region. Now, I'll tell you this, and I, I know I said I was just closing. I'm sorry. I keep going. Last week as we were, how many of you stayed around last week and worshiped and praised as at the end after? I want to tell you, man, if you, uh, when we have those spontaneous praise times, I would, I would be scared to leave. I don't want to miss a thing. And I, I'm, I'm on the platform, and there's times I'm like, I feel like I'm missing things. So I, I have to get down because I don't, I don't want to miss, I don't want this to keep me from missing something. And uh, last week, we were, we just had a spontaneous time of praise at the end that extended for a while. And, you know, not that it's all about the, the physical manifestations. We don't worship the manifestations, but, but they happen. And uh, it was interesting. As we began to worship and praise, I mean, the, the God was here. People, the impact of last week is still being felt today. It, you know, the overflow of that is impacting today. And it will continue. But... But I was taken back to Acts chapter 4 when the place was shaken. And it was funny because I had people mentioning to me afterwards, there was about four or five people that came up to me and said, did you feel the floor shaking while we were praising? And I looked at them and I said, you're funny. It's concrete. There's, the floor's not shaking. This is a concrete floor. But they're literally people feeling the presence of God in, in the room to such a degree that they felt the building trembling under His presence. You know, we've had you know, that and, you know, the, the smell, you know, there's a constant, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you've picked up on that. There's just a constant aroma in here of his presence. It's constant. And people all the time are just saying, I, and it's always the same, you know, I'm going to tell you what it is. You smell it and you tell us, but it's always the same thing. It's, and it always is to me, it's not about those things, but it's just God saying, Hey, I'm here worship me. I'm here. Praise me. I'm here to bring deliverance. I'm here to bring freedom. I'm here to set the captives free. He's here to fulfill his ministry. And that's, it's just, again, it's another tangible touch of God saying, I'm here and I love you. I'm gracing you with my presence. I'm pouring out my presence and I just want you. I just want you to worship. I just want you to step in. I want you to be free. I want you to be healed. I want you to be delivered. I want you to be set apart. All of those awesome, wonderful things that the Lord brings to us. It's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we magnify you. We exalt you. We extol you. We, we place you on high, Lord. You, you are seated in majesty. And so in our, in our finite perspective, Lord, we, we place you as the sovereign king, the ultimate ruler, Lord, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, we, we set you above every Every, every idol, every idea uh, in our lives, Lord, and we praise you. We praise you. We halal. We we tauda. We yada. Lord, all of these words for praise. Lord, all these types of praise. Lord, we praise you. We magnify you. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Oh, Jesus, we just, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so wonderful.